nonprofit founders and leaders, change makers and dreamers? Are you searching for new ways to be heard amidst the overwhelming noise and confusion of these uncertain times? Giving Heartbeat is the place to make connections and ignite sparks of compassion into forces for good and together turn unsung heroes into everyday superheroes. Conversations with dynamic nonprofit champions from across the planet reveal how they turned passion into action and obstacles into achievements. I'm your host, Donna Valente. Welcome. Over the past three decades, I've met hundreds of incredible nonprofit changemakers from around the world. It's my passion and mission to promote them. This is Giving Heartbeat. Welcome. Welcome to episode 20 of the Giving Heartbeat podcast. I want to wish you a bright and shiny 2021 and thank you so much for tuning in. I had plans to wrap up 2020 with episode 2020 in 2020 to highlight the interviews since the launch on August 2nd, 2020. So the thing about plans is that sometimes they don't work out. My 20-year-old daughter, Gina, who has struggled with asthma since she was a toddler, got very, very sick in the beginning of December with a respiratory illness. She had a COVID test, but wouldn't know the results for a few days. Her breathing got so bad that we had to take her to the hospital emergency room. We walked into the vestibule of the ER at our small rural hospital, and the guard treated us like criminals. He told me I should be quarantined and barked questions at Gina when she could barely speak because it was so hard for her to breathe. He yelled at her to go sit by herself and made me leave and wait in the parking lot. Thankfully, Gina was eventually sent home and ultimately tested negative for COVID, but she was sick for two weeks with a fever and labored breathing. And then I'm thrilled to share that I received the incredible blessing of a dream gig to ghostwrite memoirs of one of my dear podcast guests. And another beloved podcast guest has shared her book with me as well. Ghostwriting is a skill that I love, but I hadn't thought about it as a service that I could offer. And then I saw Andy's post looking for ghostwriter recommendations. And I didn't respond right away. For days, I didn't even think about it. And then the post popped into my mind. And I remembered that Christopher Reeve often said that I captured his voice in the words I wrote for him. God pinged me to remind me how much I loved it. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. 
So I threw in my hat and I got the gig. I am humbled and honored to be entrusted to help people write their stories. It has opened up an incredible new path for me. I'm studying everything I can find about helping authors to get an agent and land a publishing deal. And I see unlimited potential down that road. So as I move through every day, trying to navigate an uncertain world in unprecedented scary times that just keep getting scarier and figuring out how to generate income to support my family and my Giving Heartbeat podcast. My primary concern is taking care of my husband, Michael, who was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes almost three years ago after nearly dying from severe ketoacidosis and struggles with intractable chronic pain from multiple injuries and failed major spinal surgeries. Type 1 diabetes is not what you get as a result of obesity and or consuming too much sugar and carbs in your diet. Type 1 diabetes isn't preventable, isn't curable, and can't be controlled by diet. Type 1 diabetes controls you. The pancreas no longer produces insulin, which is responsible for properly maintaining all body functions and is what turns food into fuel. Without it, you die. Type 1 diabetes completely changes your life and your family because it is so unpredictable and potentially deadly. It's like riding a roller coaster blindfolded and you can never get off. It's like riding a rodeo bull blindfolded and it never ends. You constantly have to monitor glucose levels because anything and everything affects them. Food, activity level, heat, stress, and going too high and too low can have devastating effects. Glucose monitors are super helpful in alerting us to when levels are going too high, too long beeps, beep, beep, or too low, beep, 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 three or more short beeps. The beeping becomes part of the sounds of the household. The highs we can't do too much about except have Mike drink ice water and try to relax. The lows are really scary because if they go too low, it can be fatal. The lower the level goes, the more short, sharp beeps. Mike has to immediately ingest sugar or other fast-acting carbs to bring his glucose level up quickly. Those short, sharp beeps in the middle of the night have alerted us countless times to low lows. When I wake him up to get him to swallow some honey or glucose tabs or drink some Coke. Along with this comes constant battles with medical supply companies and pharmacies and doctors and hospitals and paying exorbitant prices for two kinds of insulin and needle tips and testing supplies Mike needs to stay alive. And the medical supply company consistently messes up timely shipment of sensors and monitors 
which forces my husband to go back to manually checking his glucose levels for weeks on end while he waits for the sensors to show up. This means that instead of the irritating beeping, we have silence. We have nothing to warn us if Mike's glucose levels drop dangerously low, especially when he's sleeping. And we live the terror every night of worrying he won't wake up. We don't talk about it, but the fear is always there. So I just keep pushing and pushing. I am so very grateful to have work that lights me up. I love, love, love my podcast journey, and I am grateful beyond words to you for joining me and listening. I am excited about my poetry to share my poems and do spoken word readings and commune with other artists in this space. I love creating graphics and designing merchandise, and I love the feeling of sheer delight when I order a product I designed and it surpasses my expectations. I ordered myself the chicken hoodie for Christmas, and not only is it beautiful and funny, it is the softest, comfiest hoodie I ever wore. I look forward to expanding Cosmic Daydreams to new platforms and markets, and I'm so grateful for the abundant blessings in my life and the abundant blessings that I know God has in store for me in the future. I will not tell you that I have it all together. I will not tell you that I have all the answers or that you should do what I do. I won't tell you to wake up before sunrise and crush it every day and grind, grind, grind. I am not an alpha anything. I don't aspire to make millions of dollars or to dominate anything. I just want to support my family and my podcast so that voices are heard and stories are shared and giving hearts are connected. It's through helping others that humans help themselves. I do have a cautionary tale, particularly for caregivers. For many years, I have not taken care of myself. I typically skipped breakfast for coffee. I barely ate lunch. I cooked dinner late and didn't eat until after making sure Michael had his food and insulin. I often ate my food cold and ended up throwing it out, or I drank Coke and ate chocolate. I did not exercise regularly, and I have osteoporosis. Exercise could have prevented or at least mitigated it. I love to cook and bake, but I had a very serious issue with my own food intake. To be honest, as my own caregiver, I habitually neglected feeding my own self properly. I don't know why. It wasn't a conscious decision, and I'm not proud of it. I see it now as self-harming behavior, and I am determined to change I got away with it for years. My family have been trying to get me to change, and I've made attempts, but nothing stuck. 
And then on Christmas evening, I got sick. I got so very sick and dehydrated that after two days, I had to go to the hospital emergency room where I spent seven hours. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat for days. And I had a fever for over two weeks. It completely debilitated me right through New Year's Eve and into the next week. I have never been so sick and weak and I am still recovering. I was terrified to go to the hospital, but the experience was actually much better than I had feared. Gina drove me to urgent care and then to Morristown Hospital and helped me check in to the emergency room. They were very kind to us. Every person there was pleasant and appeared to love their work. I had the TV on, but the sound was off and I took off my glasses. I had an IV saline drip with anti-nausea and pain medicine. I remember I couldn't tie the gown because the IV prevented my arm from bending. I was cold and I couldn't do anything but lie there. So I did just that with my mask on. I couldn't look at my phone because it made me dizzy. I listened to the sounds of the ER. I watched heads go by above the screen that were placed in front of the windows of my room, which was closed off by a thick glass sliding door. Every so often they played Don't Stop Believing on the loudspeaker. I saw EMTs and police officers. I heard and felt a loud shuddering and surmised that it was a helicopter landing to bring someone in and Gina later confirmed that a helicopter landed on the roof while she was waiting in the parking lot. It was right after Christmas and the television kept run running advertisements to raise money for starving children and abused animals. The sound was off and my glasses were off and I wasn't really watching but I'd seen enough of them to know what they were. I was so grateful to be safe and to be getting treatment. I kept thinking about how the lack of safe water is responsible for so many illnesses that could be prevented. Eventually, I was informed that the test revealed no indication of any serious issues internally and that I had a terrible gastrointestinal bug. Mike picked me up and drove us home, and he took care of me for over three weeks. And he got the furnace working after it broke on Christmas. He is my superhero. I lost nine pounds, and I gained a brand new perspective on caregiving from the lens of the person receiving care. And I pray it strengthens my patience and compassion as a caregiver. When I was unable to care for myself, I learned how awkward it feels to rely on someone completely and how essential that care was. While I couldn't leave my bedroom, before the end of 2020, I was able to make my family's annual sponsorship donation for Shakira at Kisuboko, Uganda, an essential obligation that we are blessed to honor. 
and I decided to support Charity Water, an incredibly exciting paradigm-shifting nonprofit that brings access to clean, safe water to impoverished communities all over the world by digging one well at a time. I wanted to make sure that I got that done in case something happened to me and I ran out of time. No one knows what the future holds. Anything can happen to anyone at any time. And so every day I wake up and I know I am blessed. I give my day to God in gratitude and move forward. I am firmly committed to taking care of myself so that I can do the things I was put on this earth to do. My friend Nellie Hutt's podcast, Giving Begins With You, stresses the importance of self-care. It has never rung more true for me. Our society is changing minute by minute and unthinkable events are happening on the regular. I vow to work hard to keep Giving Heartbeat podcast growing and thriving. I will show up as my true authentic self and follow the path God reveals to me every day. Thank you, my dear ones, for listening. I love you. I appreciate you. And I pray that you take good care of yourself every day. Exciting new interviews are on their way. Talk to you soon. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of Giving Heartbeat, where we make unsung heroes into everyday superheroes. Please be my hero and subscribe, download, rate, and review and tell all your friends. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Naomi Charney for my beautiful cover art. Thanks to Chris Hogan for his theme music, Pure Magic, and to audio engineer extraordinaire, Don Sternacker at Mixolydian Studios. Please take action today to support nonprofits that connect with your passion. Be the change you want to see in the world. Until next time, the beat goes on. This is Donna Valente. Peace out.